I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. That's kind of what I love about it is the fact that I can kind of come up with my own schedule and I don't have a typical day. I'm also doing shoots or going on a day trip to shoot content for a travel guide that I'm working on. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 54. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. So for today's episode, we are actually talking about our very own Kate's workflow for her blog and for her copy and content writing clients. So she has both. And so we're going to be diving deep into how she handles both of those sides of her businesses and what her workflow looks like. But pleasure before business, Jesse. Mm. Before we go any further, what are you drinking today? So I'm going back to one of my regulars, the Downey Cider. I'm actually just drinking their original flavor, which is just so good. Um, You know, when I was in grad school back, I think I mentioned this before on the podcast, but when I was in grad school and back in 2015, when I would have to take the train home late from um, the city, I would stop at the bar and I would get a Mm -hmm. Downey's Cider if there was time, because if I missed a train, sometimes there was like an hour in between trains and what else was I going to do at North Station, but sit there at the bar and have a drink. (laughs) And I was so thrilled because eventually the bartender just knew what I wanted. I would like sit down. I was like a regular. I would sit down. She would be like another Downey's. I'd be like, yep. So I I knew I had made it at that point. It's like being... (laughs) A member of the, did you ever watch Cheers? Did you yeah. know Cheers? Mm-hmm. That, that bar where everybody knows your name. That was yeah. you at North Station. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, eventually <laughs> they stopped carding me, but they're very, they card all the time. Um, because like anybody I think un, that looks under 25 is like their policy or something to card. I went to, so I usually get carded and. I went to the liquor store yesterday and I was picking up a, a pack of Ipswich ales, Ipswich, you know, oh. you know, the, you know, Ipswich ale. No, I don't, I, I mean, I I'm don't sure know. I've had one. I'm sure I've had one. I was one. picking it up for Alex. Oh, it sounds kind of good though. But while I was, it's funny, for two things on this. While I was there, I saw that um, there was this peppermint bark liqueur and I'm thinking, I'm really like upset that I didn't pick it up because that sounds ridiculously good. I mean, I know it's past Christmas time and everything, but I do love peppermint and chocolate together. So I was like, mm, that would have been really, I mean, it's still yeah. cold, really good and yeah. hot chocolate or something. But then the other thing is I, I, I must've looked so tired because I was trying to find the checkout at Cappy's to like check this thing out. And I'm just like, oh no, that's the place where they're trying things. And I don't really want to drink and drive. And that's just a bad situation. So I'm like looking for an open register. And this woman's like, um, dear over here. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been up since three 30 in the morning trying to get my kid registered for, for preschool. And they didn't, they didn't card me. <laughs> I think it's because I just looked so tired. Mm, so tired, okay. but yeah, that's like yeah. one of the only times I haven't been carded. Oh, starting oh to, man, I'm starting yeah, to feel no. old. I got well. I don't get carded that much anymore, but I did get carded the other day at one of our favorite restaurants, so I was very pleased with that. Do you know one time we went out someplace and Alex got a drink, and he's—I mean, he's a couple years older than me, but not that much. He looks a lot, especially when he's got the beard. He looks mm-hmm. a lot older. Um, but I had forgotten my ID and Mm. I was going to order a drink and the guy, um, I said, Oh, if in front of him, I'm looking for my, my license, like, Oh, I forgot. 
my license. And Alex goes, well, I mean, this is my wife. And the guy looked at him and was like, that makes no difference. And he's like, he actually looked at him. And I mean, he had just seen his license. And I think he was like 32. He's like, what do you think I am, a pervert? I just turned and walked away. Like, what do you think I am? I married somebody under 21. I get carded all the time. Well, if I get carded, George usually doesn't get carded. So yeah, he kind of thinks the same thing. He's like, oh, well, apparently, apparently my (laughs) wife looks like she's under 21, but I'll take it for Alex. Extra hair for George. Maybe it's the lack of hair. The lack of hair. I know. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, He's a cutie. They're cuties anyways. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. So let's, um, okay. Enough of the booze because we've been talking yeah. a lot about booze lately. Um, mm-hmm. let's talk about our topic for today. So let's start with, um, your website and fashionably Kate and company. What platform are you using? Or actually, you know, for, for those of us, maybe we need to back up a little bit even. And like, how did you even start it? Maybe start there and then dive into like the website itself and like what platform you're using. Well, if, if we really want to go back, I actually, when I was traveling, um, there was one year in 2011, I was traveling a lot and really I was, I wanted to record my travels. Um, and I, as much as I try to like keep my travels in a notebook or something, I just wasn't doing it. So I started a travel blog that said, have Kate will travel. And it doesn't exist anymore because I blogged about those trips and then totally forgot about it. So that was in 2011. And then in 2013, I was kind of, I had a great job, but I was looking for something a little different. So I started another blog, which was fashionably Kate. Um, And I was just blogging about whatever I wanted to talk about. It just wasn't like, it just was random stuff. It wasn't until 2017 when I was kind of in the job from hell that I started fashionably Kate and company. Mm -hmm. Um, The name came from the fact that I'm always late. Um, (laughs) I was actually 30 minutes late, which you might remember to my own wedding. Uh, that's um, not uncommon though. I have to uh, say. Yeah, but we were already tricking the priest. Yeah. We told him the wedding was going to be at two. It was uh, actually at 2 30. Nobody so showed to up. Him, he was, to him, you I were an hour up, late. Uh, to him, I was an hour late. Yeah. Uh, but to everybody else, I was 30 minutes late. Like, I guess the priest was actually texting one of my because no I shouldn't say it was the priest the guy who ran the church thought it was going to be at two the uh, priest knew it was 2 30 he was texting one of my co-workers being like hey is she coming <laughs> so that's where it came from with fashionably Kate uh, and the company comes from my obsession with breakfast at Tiffany's and the the fact that I also believe in a great support team which you actually are a big part of mm-hmm. Jesse with all the pictures you've taken for mm-hmm. my website um, but it's a travel fashion and motherhood website not always in that order. And what I like to do is show busy women, busy women, mostly moms of littles and teens, how to travel on a budget while looking fashionable. Um, but also getting to enjoy like really luxe experiences. Like when I went to Paris, you know, we stayed in a really reasonable flat, um, in a not so trendy area. Um, but then we got to do things like go to the Eiffel tower for dinner. And I got my Chanel bag while I was there. And that's kind of balancing the the mm-hmm. low end with the high end seems to be kind of my specialty, not only in travel, but also in my, my fashion. Um, I've shared trips, as I said, to Paris, Prague, Budapest, London, Salzburg. A lot of those happened in 2011. I've really got to get back out there. Um, right now with the pandemic, though, it's been mostly New England travel mm-hmm. because we that's where we live. And it's easy to take a day trip to one of our I don't even know how many states we have in New England. I'm not even going to say. Um, yeah, but I mean, we have so many like 
that is one thing that I, you know, I've lived all over the country and I have to say that like the, our day trips around here are pretty Pretty awesome. Like you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, you can go to a quaint little town, you can go to a big Mm -hmm. city. Like there's so much variety here. You can be rural, you can be urban, you can, you know, and, and then, you know, tag along the seasons and you can experience the same destination in two totally different ways or four totally different yeah. ways if you really want to account for all seasons. Well, ex- and that's exactly, you know, we just got a membership to the Newport mansions and we saw them over, you know, Christmas break and, you know, we're already planning a trip back in the spring and then probably in the summer because we have this, this membership that we can use. And it's, we had gone like 10 years ago and it's so different from mm-hmm. summer to winter. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's definitely, I definitely have a lot of material to work with. I'm just very much looking forward to getting kind of back on the road, but it's going to be a while. Um, as for what it's hosted, I use um, Bluehost to host it um, because I have a wordpress.org. So you have to have a hosting when you have wordpress.org, mm. um, which I know is a little different from what you're used to with Squarespace. Um, yeah. And, is, and there I, re- is there a reason you went with like WordPress? for your blog? So at the time in 2017, it just seemed to kind of be the most, um, like dynamic at the Mm. time, you know, um, I really, I want to get more into a drag and drop situation. And I know like, um, there are more expensive, I I just have an eclair press theme, which is great. And I love it, but eventually I want to get into a theme that's more drag and drop friendly. And that's usually on the higher end of things. So I'm working with what I have for now, but it's, it looks beautiful. It's funny because when I do talk to clients, um, I, I, my portfolio is actually on my blog because I just figure, well, you know, yes, they can check out my links, but they can also check out what I write for myself to kind of get an idea of how I shift my voice for other clients compared to my own voice. Yeah. And uh, everybody who's looked at it is like, oh, I really love your website. So yeah, so, far, so good. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So yeah, you've got the blog. It's on WordPress. We kind of know a little bit how it started. Um, and then you just mentioned that you write for other clients. So you have other yep. clients. How did you get started with that? Well, so I went to school for journalism. Yep. Uh, and ended up in TV journalism. So I've been writing for newspapers, online outfits, outlets, and for TV for, well, more like, I said, I thought it was like 10 years, but now I'm thinking about it since college, it's been almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we started right away when we were in college writing for, um, the college newspaper and college TV station and everything. So I've been doing that for almost 15 years now, but then, um, you know, I had gone to a regular station job and so I was writing for them. I didn't start freelancing until after I had left, um, full-time life uh, in 2020. And that was actually when you asked me to take over your blog. And Mm. that's grown over the year and a half since to include mostly photographers, wedding professionals, and designers. That seems to be the people I connect with the most. And I, and I truly credit that to kind of your influence because I've learned so much about the photography business. Um, and then the wedding, you know, just that kind of seems like an offshoot wedding business from you and your experiences over the years, even though you're not in weddings anymore, I learned so much out of, out of your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a, you know, a pretty big network with other photographers with the brand photographer method and some of them, you know, niche down to brand photography, but some of them don't, some of them still Mm -hmm. just want to add it to their genre. So I, you know, I still maintain that, um, that network, but, you know, so 
just like me, like I kind of have these like two brands. I've got Jesse Wyman photography. I've got the brand photographer method, um, you know, and sometimes it can be difficult balancing both, but it's also can be really rewarding. So I want to also ask you, you know, do you enjoy doing both at this time? And if so, like, how do you, how do you balance them? How do you create space for both? So it's funny because it goes back to an interview that I did with you for my first podcast, which is another thing you won't see. Um, you had told me it doesn't exist anymore. I was like in her word, in her own words or something. You had talked about how you love at the time you didn't have the course, um, but you talked about doing your urban planning and mm-hmm. your photography and how much you love doing both. And to me, I had always just figured I would do one thing mostly, which is kind of this content creation production Um end of things. I just always thought that was what was going to be my life. And I didn't understand wanting to do two completely different things, which is in a way, this is two totally different things. And I'll get into that in a second. But you you said, because you like the fact that you can, you know, jump between it kind of keeps it interesting. And it totally does, you know, um, with, with the kind of ADHD part of my brain, if I'm doing something for work, I very often get bored with it, just how I've always been wired. Um, so having the variety keeps everything fresh and new and interesting. And, you know, since I've started writing for you actually, and then for other clients, I haven't had writer's block. Like right before I started writing for you, I had this huge writer's block and I had not posted anything to my own website. Mm, in a while. Yeah, I remember that. I, yeah. It was part of the, part of the fact was that I was a fairly new mom and just completely exhausted because of that. But it was just, an, the other part was like, I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. And I haven't had that issue. And with the balance, I've gotten myself into a great schedule where I write three blog posts a week for myself. And they usually come out Monday, Wednesday, and and Friday. I post Instagram Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends if I'm feeling uh, good about that. Um, But most of my clients only are one or two blog posts a month. So if I'm working on static page copy, it's kind of a one-off. So, you know, it's easy to, I shouldn't say it's easy to find the time, but like I've I've kind of come up with this great thing where, you know, I spend one day doing all my blog content for like the week ahead. And then the rest of the week when I have time to work, when I'm not busy momming or doing something else, I spend on my other clients. And so far that's worked out really, really well. Yeah. Well, writing, writing three blog posts a week is like impressive because even like, I mean, you write my blog posts, but like, even, even adding, like, if I were to add more to that, like I still review them and it still takes, you know, it's still, it's as far as like me, like the amount of time that I spend on my blog posts has gone down. What? Like 75% because all I do is have to like basically review my content calendar with you. And then also Mm -hmm. you just like have me review the drafts, but like, adding even more onto that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's pretty impressive that, that you do three blog posts a week. So, you know, you touched upon like your workday. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about like what your workday or work week like will look like in balancing both or doing this type of work? So as I said, like it, I gave you an idea with the whole one day working on my blog content. And obviously that's, that's not every time what happens. And, and that's kind of what I love about it is the fact that I can kind of come up with my own schedule and I don't have a typical day. Um, because I, you know, on top of that, I'm also, you know, doing shoots, whether that's with you or going out and 
doing shooting my own content or going on a day trip to shoot content for a travel guide that I'm working on. Um, and then writing for my clients, you know, it's, it's always different, but like, usually what happens is Ariel will run into our room at around seven 15. All of a sudden that's become the witching hour for her. Mm. Um, she used to sleep until eight, eight 30. I don't know what's happened with that. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's forcing me to get up earlier. Um, we get her ready for the day. I'll get washed up and changed. I drop her off with my mom. Cause I'm very lucky. I've got that kind of, um, support system in place. Um, we'll have breakfast. I'll check in on my emails. I'll follow up on any Instagram comments that I haven't responded to yet. Um, Alex has been doing a lot of work from home lately. So in terms of a workspace for me, it's kind of wherever I can kind of find, find a place. A lot of times that's in my, my mom's kitchen. Um, just because it's just easier to, he's, he's very loud and he has a lot of meetings. So sometimes just easier to separate myself from everything that's going on. Um, I'll write up, the big thing is I'll write up a to-do list. I write up a to-do list every single day. Once I've kind of done my initial, you know, getting ready for the day stuff. And then when I start to tackle it, I'll pick a couple of like really easy things to get out of the way. I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't do that. They just like go for the hard stuff. They tell you, yeah, I do that just so I can get some stuff crossed off the list to feel like empowered and inspired. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. Well, it it helps. It helps get that creativity like going. And, and again, as I said, I, I kind of, I need those little, it's almost like a little, little trophy. Like, oh, I got this done and I got this done. And then it kind of encourages me to get into the meaty stuff. Um, So that's when I'll get into the more difficult stuff. I'm trying. I've been so bad about it, but I'll try to like not work during lunch because I want to pay attention to what I'm eating. I recently read um, the book French Women Don't Get Fat. Mm. And that's one of the things they tell you is you shouldn't be doing anything else while you're eating. You should just be paying attention to what you're, you know, what you're consuming. And it helps mm. you, as I said, I'm not always doing that, but I yeah. try. Um, then, then I usually will work until about five 30. Um, Ariel has dinner. We'll watch jeopardy. She's in <laughs> bed by eight, which is lovely. Yep. Here's where it kind of changes up. If I'm working, if, if, if something hasn't happened during the day that I needed to get done, I might pull open the computer again, which I know isn't a great habit to have. Um, but I'll pull it open and I'll be working on something. Usually I don't do any other client work at that time of the evening. Um, unless I really need to get something in that I haven't done already. It's usually only for myself. Um, so sometimes that's when I'll actually get those three blog posts knocked out. It seems Mm, weird, but it's like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually more of a night person or I used to be (laughs) now I'm like bed at 10. Thank you very much. Um, but that's when I usually get a lot of my own creative stuff done is in the evening hours, because it's just when I feel a little bit more inspired. And and then, and for everybody else's, I can focus a little bit more during the day. And that allows me to really hone in on their voice and what they're looking for. Whereas with myself, I already know what I want to do with it. So I have a little bit more freedom there, you know? And then, as I said, any days that we go out, I'm always with my camera grabbing content, you know, even, even Ariel, like when we go out for Ariel's activities that she does and stuff, I may take some pictures of the park or something. And I try to add exercise in. That hasn't been great. But mm. We're working on it. Yeah. Working on it. So that is really insightful. And I think one thing that I love seeing lately as these trends is like normalizing like normal days or like on TikTok, it's like 
show me your normal houses and oh, normal wow. apartments versus like these gorgeous That's why houses. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> and so, you I know, am. I think normalizing and sharing and bringing light to the entrepreneurial life. And, you know, to me, your day is like pretty normal and there yeah. is work and then there's, you know, but then there's time that you're able to try and you're able to create the schedule you want. But knowing that it's not every day. Yeah. But also like, you know, I think a lot of the times we fantasize entrepreneurship and, and it doesn't, you know, the idea is that we design the life we want and we can ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, get the lifestyle we want, but it doesn't mean that there's not, not work involved. Like we have to make time for it. So, um, but that being said, sometimes, you know, we get into these systems that we put in place that make our life easier or workflows. And so, you know, you know, I'm really big on workflows and system systematizing things that are repeatable and easy to do. And so tell us about your workflows and what, um, if there's a difference between your workflow for creating the content for your own blog versus working with clients, tell us a little bit about that. So I work off a content calendar that I created, um, about a year and a half. Uh, well, before I started working with you, actually, so coming up on two years, and it's I've I've it's can it's like a living document because I've continued to edit it and add new columns and get rid of columns depending on like you know what else do I need to add to my marketing plan? You know, I've started using Pinterest more, so you know I've added a column about you know pin. Have I pinned this? You know, have I created a pin? Have I um, teased it on stories? Have I um, I also have affiliate marketing with um, like to know what a reward style. So, you know, mm-hmm. is there a, is there a reward style or an affiliate link opportunity here that I have to, you know, put down? Um, so I, I've created this content calendar. It's extremely detailed, probably more than I need to be, but that's what helps me. Um, and I've, so I've, I have that and it's, it's been pretty good keeping me not only on schedule, but just remembering all the different pieces of each blog post each piece of content that I need to create for each blog post. Um, recently, I actually started doing something similar with my Instagram posts where I'm keeping better track of the hashtags that I'm using, which I know I have them on Instagram, but just knowing um, if I'm posting a similar post to what I posted a couple of weeks ago, um, did this hashtag perform well? Like I'm actually able to look up like hashtag sets that I've been using mm. for different things and stuff. So I have another, um, it's, it's all in drive. Everything that I do in terms of organizing this stuff is in drive. Um, and it's just Google sheets and that's been really helpful. And in terms of what I do differently for my clients, I basically use a, I base it off of my content calendar only, um, for most, it's a much more simplified version of that just because they don't, you know, they're, they're not asking me to do pins for their posts. They're not asking me to, um, put in what backlinks that I'm using or anything like that, or the, and they don't have affiliate links either most of the time. So it's right. a much more simplified version that I use for each client, but it is personalized to their needs. Um, and that's again, something that we've kind and of, you create that for each out. of your writing clients pretty much. Yep. Everyone gets, everyone starts off with something very similar, again, a much more simplified version. And then, as I said, we add columns, we take away columns, depending on what people need for their websites. You know, with WordPress, I can customize certain things that people on Squarespace may not, um, or vice versa. 
So that's something I take into account. And in terms of like the only really big difference is the voice that I use. Um, and that's where I try to keep in sync with people's people with a brand's voice. And that's why I kind of give people my portfolio on my website so they can see like, yeah, I have links to your website and I have a couple links to um, some of some of my other clients on there so they can kind of see how I've worked to mimic or create a different voice for each blog post for each different person. And then they can go and see what I actually do, what yeah. my voice sounds like so that they don't get on the phone with somebody and all they've seen is someone else's voice on a blog post. And then they're talking to me and they don't, I don't sound the same. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do with that. And then, I mean, truthfully, as I said, the in terms of the care that I take, I really do take as much care with my blog, my blog post clients as I do with my own clients. The only difference is like, I'll do them during the day because I feel like I have more bandwidth to do that during the day because I really want to pay attention to what they want. Whereas I already know what I want. So I can, so I can do it yeah. during the night. And yeah. Just sometimes hope it doesn't look like a bunch of words jumbled together. If I'm super overtired. Oh man. No, I mean, and that's kind of how we, um, you know, our workflow is we've got the co content calendar and, mm -hmm. you know, everything that you need from me or the notes that you need me to put in into that it's in there, or I'll create a separate Google yeah. doc for you. And so and everybody has drive really, you know, yeah. can get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, talking about some of the, the techie pieces or systems or websites or apps that you use, um, what, what is it that you're, you're loving and you're using now? Well, they said Bluehost is great for my website hosting and WordPress operates it. Yep. Um, Planoly for my yep. Instagram posts. And I try to schedule those at least a week in advance. I mentioned Drive for blog posts. Yep. Um, Wave is my credit card processing site. They've been mm. great for the past couple of months that I've been using them. Toggle, I help to track my time. And I do that with like clients that I bill for hourly, but I also do that to like track what I'm actually doing to make yeah. sure that I'm making the most of my rates. Yeah. Google Analytics is your best friend. Yeah. It's much more accurate than a lot of your actual website analytics, no mm. matter what you use. Reward style or like to know it is what I use for affiliate marketing. And when I'm not having pictures taken by you or um, one of our family photographers, Isabella Fagone or um, Jill Mack photography, is mm. she's, I'm shooting with um, my Olympus pen camera, which they actually stopped making, um, or my phone. Oh, Those nice. are my two. Alex just got an uh, iPhone 13. I'm still on the iPhone 10. And I'm like, I wonder if he'll take more photos of me now because it really is a better Oh, interesting. I don't even know what phone. I, I think we have a 12. I think I think we have the 12 minis. But I, You know, it's so funny. I know there was one above the 10 that didn't have as good a camera as the 10, but the 13 definitely I was looking at the difference one day. I took basically the same picture oh. and it was definitely a little bit better. The colors were better. And even with even tweaking, it looked better in the 13. Mm. So I think I'm due for an upgrade this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I we I I leave that to the husband. I'm like, I don't care what phone I have I, I don't like the big phones either because well, I can't hold don't them <laughs> really yeah well that's you know I I love it because some there have been times where like if I know that I need to do something for my blog I that's actually true. have an app on here I should say WordPress that's does true. have an app and I can do a quick blog post from there it doesn't mm -hmm. look as great um but if I really want to get something yeah. up on there it's easy that's so. true the bigger screen helps with that so yeah. Um, so I know a lot of our listeners come to us because they are content creators or thinking about, you know, 
becoming a content creator. So if someone wanted to start a blog, what would you want them to know? Has there been, you know, one thing that's really helped grown your blog um, or anything that you would, I don't know, say to anybody just starting out? I'd say there's a couple of things. Consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't post here and there and then just expect everything to magically come to life or just, or post five times in a week and expect Google to point everybody to your website. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, you need to choose like a schedule. Like I, as I said, I've come to this schedule where it's like three times a week and that's been something I can handle. They're not terribly long blog posts most of the time, unless that's been something I've been working on for a while. Um, so just picking a schedule once a month is fine. Once every two months is fine. As long as you're being consistent about it, that's a big part of it. And that's what Google likes to see. This kind of yeah. goes back to SEO, which is my next point, SEO research. We have had some great episodes on content cre- in cocktails and content creation that have covered the ins and outs. Some of them really recent. Um, and yeah, really they've good covered the, yeah. So people I would suggest like, you know, and I can even include some links in the show. Yeah. Some of the episodes that have do- discussed SEO, that would be really great for resources. Um, and then the, with, with SEO, I, you know, it's funny, we actually had somebody on the show that was saying how they got a lot of traffic to their website was using basic titles. And I had done the same thing where I was making all these like really fancy titles for my blog posts that were cute and, and unique. No, <laughs> you need to, you need to like be super basic, super basic with your blog post titles. You need to think about what people are searching for. You know, they're not searching for the cute, you know, blog post titles. They want like 10 things you must do in Paris, travel guide, Prague, you know, what to wear to a winter wedding. It's like, talk to me like I'm a two-year-old and that's what you want your title to be. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's when I found a lot more success. Um, the next thing is all of the two E's, as far as I'm concerned, entertaining and educational, especially Mm. during the pandemic. People want to be entertained. Like, I mean, we're all binge watching everything, but they also want to learn something. I mean, how many, I don't know one person that hasn't tried to learn a new skill or learn something new about something they already love to do because we have all this. It seems like we don't have a lot of extra time, but we do. We do. And it doesn't have to be something big learn, right? Like it could just be like learning, like, and by learning, like you could, you know, share something they didn't know about a local New England hotspot and they learned something new. Exactly. Like, it, oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. Portsmouth had that over there. Yeah. Or- exactly. And it's, you know, and this applies to a lot of my blog post, um, blog content um, clients, because a lot of them come to me. And as I said, there's a lot of photographers, a lot of wedding photographers, right. And they want to just post, um, about their weddings, which is great, you know, and it's great to show off your work and the love story of the couple. And obviously you do want those posts on there because it kind of makes, when you can write a love story, people fall in love with that. Mm -hmm. But also you could write, you know, in terms of educational, no, you don't want to write a blog post about how to take wedding photos. You know, for one thing you you've used, you know, you've studied all this time, you've worked it. You don't want to share all the secrets, but you can post questions to ask a wedding photographer or how to hire the wedding photographer for you, what to look for in a wedding photographer, things like that. It establishes you as an expert in your field, which we've talked about so many times before. Mm-hmm. And with titles, like I just mentioned, people are apt to find your website a lot quicker mm-hmm. um, because that's what they want to know. And that's why I'm saying when it ta- you know, when you're thinking about t- thinking like a consumer 
And then my little one, we've talked about Facebook groups before, leveraging Facebook groups with um, Ashley Mason, like way Mm -hmm. back at the beginning of this. And I can link this one up too. Facebook groups have been so key in growing my analytics because I'm not joining pods, you know, or, you know, engagement pods. But like, if you're a travel blogger, I join travel groups. And when people ask for advice on a destination and I know that I've got a blog post or a couple blog posts that would relate to that destination, I'm dropping those. As long as the group rules allow it, I'm dropping those links. And if they don't allow it, I say, hey, you know, I've got some information, you know, some blog posts on my blog, DM me, I'll send them to you. Mm. Or, you know, is it okay if I DM you to send them to you? Um, I'm a member of a Salem group. And I've noticed that when I drop the links to my travel guide to Salem and Hocus Pocus filming locations, Mm. because people are always asking, what do I do in Salem? I want to check out the Hocus Pocus filming. Like I drop those. Those two posts have consistently been some of my highest visited posts because of that. Mm. So, so thinking about like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, thinking about groups that you write about, if you're, if you have a blog, um, thinking about topics that you write about and going out and finding Facebook groups and then plugging those posts, that can be a huge way to grow your blog. Mm, Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I, you know, that's what I do with my business. I try to find groups where my ideal client would be and providing value in ways that's not super salesy, but maybe linking up some Right. Some blogs that I've written or an Instagram post that I have, or in a case that they are looking to directly hire a photographer linking up my website. Um, mm-hmm. So thinking about the other side of your business, um, what about people looking to hire someone, um, you know, to, to write for them? What would you, what would you say to them? That would be my next piece of advice. So if you don't like to write, if you're not sure how to get started Free hiring or at least chatting with somebody who's a freelance copy or content writer is game changing. Um, I've mentioned, in, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before, you know, you get what you pay for though. So I would steer clear of like the larger agencies. You can go online and you can search, you know, content writing or blog post writing, and you can find people that are willing to write blog posts for very inexpensive, but they're not willing to follow your way of talking or way of writing or your brand guidelines, or, you know, a lot of times they're very inexperienced, um, which is fine, you know, and I'm all for giving people experience because you got to learn somehow, but these firms I feel like are just taking advantage of writers in a lot of ways um, because they're just kind of paying them pittance. And I hate that. Um, so while these agencies can offer blog and copywriting services at these kind of low rates, as I said, you, you get what you pay for. So I just beware of those. Um, and I would meet or e-meet with your writer. You want to make sure that you click with them on a deeper level, but also that they understand what you're looking for. Everybody, you know, everybody asks me when I when I kind of job jump in their G- DM saying about my services when I see someone who needs something online. You know, will send me your rates send me your packages. I do. But then I basically say like, this is, this is kind of a baseline. This is what you can do, but there's, you know, your needs are specific you know, they're not the same as Mm -hmm. even maybe somebody else in your industry. You want something specific or you're looking for something specific. So let's chat about, you know, creating um, a package that's right for you. So, you know, I'll, I'll meet with them to get an idea of what they're looking for. Um, then usually I'll come up with a package that fits what they're, again, what they're looking for. And then we'll have another um, 
meeting to kind of hash out the content calendar that I've sent them. Yeah. Um, not only helping them like fill it out to begin with, but also, you know, um, getting an idea of their content because be- basically after that communication takes place in emails or via the drive folder. I'm just like, Hey, I've dropped this in. You can check it out and I'll get edits and I'll edit it. And then they're happy with it or they're not. And we do some more edits and that kind of goes back and forth, maybe two or three times the most. And then I'll drop it into their website. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I mean, I know personally working with you, I mean, we've been working together for several years now and that, um, you know, our system is pretty, pretty like it's easy tightened to, up so like yeah. so well that, you know, it, it just makes it so well, easy. We've been I, using, I, what have we been using? Asana? We've been using Asana. I don't know. Do you use that with your other clients or is it just? No, mostly no, because it's funny. I tried to teach one other client how to do it like right after. And yeah, it's not a platform that's as like known unless like, I feel like you don't know it until you know it. And yeah. And I also do a lot more with you, like do a lot more pieces of work. Like usually with my other clients, it's either like one off copy or it's just a plain old blog post. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's yeah. not as detailed as a lot of the stuff we get into, but right. Asana is a great tool if you can get your clients to get onto it and you yeah. have enough stuff that you need done on there. So for those of you listening, Asana is like a project management platform and there's, it's like a freemium service. So you can certainly sign up for free and use a lot of their, um, their features for free. And basically it's like a checklist that will notify us when you know, a milestone has been met. So we'll set up like certain milestones, um, throughout our blog process. So for each blog post, you know, you've got, you know, do I got my notes to Kate? Does Kate have everything she needs? And then does, um, and then Kate will check off the box. Once the draft is ready for review, I'll check the box when I've reviewed it or have comments. And then I'm, you know, for, for me, and I'm, I don't know if it's for all your clients, but for me, I I'm the one that's responsible for publishing, um, sort of actually hitting that button. So I, check that I always have them. Yeah. Or I schedule if if somebody likes to like have it scheduled actually out, I can, I can do that for them if they want. Yeah. Um, it's up to them. Yeah. So Asana is a great like project management tool and it can be used in a wide range of industries. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh man, this was a lot of information. Like you do a lot longer than I expected. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Um, I, I mean, I obviously know a lot of what you do, but like a lot yep. of this, like we got into a lot of the nitty gritty that I didn't necessarily know some of this stuff. It's a so lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like I'm always doing something. I yeah. become, I know they say multitasking doesn't actually exist, <laughs> but I really, I think you are pretty good at it actually. Like I'm not, if I am, I, if I'm doing a task, I like pretty much check out, like I literally will cannot list I can't listen to like multiple things going on even sometimes mm-hmm. I can't listen to music if I'm if I'm writing I can't listen yeah. to music um I'm one of those people but if I'm mm-hmm. editing I can listen to music it's weird there's certain things that I like cannot like I have to hear myself think um yeah. I I think with my ADHD one of the things I say about people with and I know I talk about it a lot but it is it's such a big part of my work process because I've had to learn so many ways to combat it because one of the big things with my ADHD is if I stop working and I like go to sit down for a little bit, I, it's very hard to get me off the couch mm. and it's not me being lazy. It's just like, I'll like zone out into something else, or I'll be thinking about something else that my next project that I'm doing. Yeah. So sometimes it's just, I have to, it's, it's, it can be exhausting. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just, it's like, I have to keep 
doing something to keep myself going on something. It's probably very annoying to everyone uh, I live with, hmm. but. So uh, where can people find out more about you if they haven't already learned? Because, you know, you are the the producer of the, the show. Co-host. So the, oh, yeah. the co-host and producer. So um, yeah, where yeah. can they find you? So you can check out my blog, fashionablycateandcompany.com, all spelled out except for the .com, obviously. <laughs> there I have plenty. I'm just realizing I said that and I'm like, eh. Um, there I've got travel guides, tips, fashion inspiration. Um, I also share some motherhood updates because I have the this little kid that just won't stop um, and is keeping me very busy when I'm not busy doing everything else. You can mm-hmm. also find me on Instagram. You know that, Fashionly Kate and Co. And I actually just opened up my own Facebook group where I'm going to be sharing some. Yeah. So I've got some blog posts as well as I, I got some. This is where I'm always planning. Get some Facebook exclusive content that I'm going to be sharing, not this month, but next. So that's why I'm kind of building it right now. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. So I hope people come join me there. It's um, Fashionably Kate and Co. Uh, for the Facebook group for, too. For the Facebook group too. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. And I, I did have a, I do have a quote. I don't know what you call those like fan page. I, it's such a weird thing to say. That's the same one, but this is specifically the group. And that's yeah. So there's like business pages slash like fan pages. Business right? So those page, are like pages. More. And then there's groups. Groups. So I want people to go and join my to group, the group because that's yeah. more I mean, you interactive. You like your fan page too, but the group is yeah. where it's going to be at. It's group is going to be where it's at. Like the fan, the fan page or business page is, yeah, a lot of the blog posts go on there, but I'm actually going to be doing some fan, some content for that specifically. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping people will check that out. And then if you're interested in any blog or copywriting services, or if you just want to find out like what that looks like, I know some people, some people just need help getting stuff set up and then they can kind of take it on their own. And that's totally cool. I understand that. Um, you can check out fashionablycateandcompany.com forward slash portfolio. We will have that look um, linked up in the show notes. Um, mm. and you can, or you can just head to fashionablycateandcompany.com and you go to the about tab where you'll find my portfolio in the drop down. So, and as I said, poke around, see if there's anything. Of yeah. I mean, most of the blogs, I mean, on my, on both of my websites, the brand photographer method.com uh, and jessiewymanphotography.com as of what, like 2020 have been April of all- 2020 all written by Kate. Um, so mm-hmm. you guys can certainly see all of those and it's been a lifesaver. I would not have been able to like keep up with my blogging if I didn't well, have you. So in a way you've been a lifesaver. Cause as I said, I don't feel like I'd be at this point where I'd be working with other people. And I don't think my website would be, I mean, I, I still have a long way to go. As I said, I've got some big plans for it in the next couple of years. Um, this end with the group, but you know, I don't feel like I'd be at this point without you kind of coming to me and, and kind of jarring me back into it so thanks jesse you're so welcome <laughs> well and thanks for <laughs> thanks for interviewing me yeah, for the yeah. Show. i know this is kind and, of an interesting one so now it's like where you like just jump right into our outro i guess yeah i know well, <laughs> and this is, you know i've just kind of given you guys all my information so i'm just gonna plug the plug the show so thanks so much for listening to the cocktails and content creation if you want to check out the show notes where you can find all more about me i guess head to cocktails and content creation.com make sure to join our facebook group cocktails and content creation community we got to get better about putting stuff on there mm, too mm-hmm. uh, and Instagram, where we're actually pretty good about updating at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and I've said three or four times you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate Enco. 
Kate, it was so fantastic interviewing you today and learning all Aww. the things. Um, Thanks, for anybody Jessie. interested in following me, I am at Jesse Wyman Photos or I'm at the Brand Photographer Method on Instagram. So next week, we'll have another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. So listen into that. But until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.